Thank you so much for being with me another week inside the Roadblock Podcast. I'm Nicolette Swaby, host and a producer. I hope that you have been blessed by the heart-to-heart conversations that we have had so far. Remember to like and to subscribe as well as share this with a friend or two. Today we're talking about the power to let go. At some point in your walk, in your life, you will be faced or you might have already been faced with a decision to let go of something. It could be a relationship, a friendship, a connection, or it could just be a mindset, a character issue, something that that does not glorify God. No, it does not have to be something that doesn't glorify God. It could be something that is just not expedient. God, it may not be a sin at the time, but God is saying, this is just not for you right now. This is not for you right now. And he may say, let go of this, not because it's a sin, but inside of what he's doing in your life, you just don't need that right now. The scripture says to lay aside every weight and sin that so easily beset us, every weight and sin. So you may be carrying a weight, you may be carrying a sin, you may be carrying a relationship, you may be carrying a friendship, you may be carrying a mindset, you may be carrying a way that God says you need to lay this aside because you cannot take it where you're going. Where I am carrying you Where I am taking you inside of my will for your life, you cannot take that with you. You cannot take that mindset with you. That perspective has got to go. That friendship has got to go. And it may not be anything wrong with your friend, you know. It could just be that based on what God is doing in your life at this time, your friend can't go with you or your friend is at a different path and God is doing something in your friend's life But where he's taking you right now, your friend can't go. And you are now left with the decision to agree with God or not. You are now left to make that decision that, yes, Father, I will walk in you. I will walk with you and I will let go of this thing that you're showing me. In Luke 9, 23, it talks about... God gives us an instruction. Jesus gives us an instruction and he says, if you are going to follow me, if you you want to follow me, if you want to be my disciple, you have to be willing to deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me. Now that first word where he says right there, he says, deny yourself, deny yourself, refuse yourself, reject yourself, refuse yourself. Choose to, choose to see yourself as non-existent. And that is important because if we still see ourselves in the equation, it's going to conflict with God. And he says, your body is mine, your soul is mine, your spirit is mine. So if we are still in the equation, we're going to want to 
take the wheel. We're going to want to make our own decisions. But if we refuse ourselves, if we reject ourselves, then God will have no problem with doing what he wants to do because we don't exist anymore. He is the only one who exists. And I want to look at the life of Abraham. In the Old Covenant, we see where the Lord told Abraham to leave everything, leave his hometown, all that he knew to be his life. God says to him, leave it, leave everything and go to a land that I will show you. I am going to show you this land. And Abraham takes up his wife and all that he has and he leaves and he goes to this land. Now here Abraham, a man who was not born again, he just hears the voice of God and believes. Here he is making a decision that I'm not going to chide with God. I'm not going to argue with the Lord. I'm just going to do what he says. I'm not going to look at what I will be losing out on. I'm not going to look at what I'm going to miss. I'm sure that Abraham had some very good friends in the land. He had gods in the land. He had relatives in the land. But now he makes a decision to go with God. That if God says he's going to show me a land, then I am going to trust him. I'm going to go with him. And I believe that if he says he's going to give me a seed, he's going to give me a seed. Whatever is behind is behind. I will move forward in God. And we see even with Abraham bringing his nephew Lot, but he was faced with another decision on the way to let go of Lot. He had to part ways with Lot. Fast forward to the life of Jesus Christ. He left heaven. He is the Lord from heaven. He leaves his throne and he comes to an earth that is filled with sin and corruption and degradation. And he takes on sinful flesh for the sake of saving the lost, setting the captives free, giving sight to the blind and life to those who are dead. Those of us who were born in sin, shaped in iniquity, this world was just a dark, 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 dark and Everything that we were doing was still leading to death. Even those who did not eat the fruit in the garden took on sin. And we were now on a path of death. A path of death, separation from God. But Jesus says, I am going to experience what they experience for the sake of saving them. And he takes on, he denies himself of heaven. My God, in order to save us, he denies himself of, of, of fellowship with God in order to die on a cross, suffer the sins of the world, tormented in hell, just to get God a people who would love him and who would have fellowship with him. He did all of that for the sake of the kingdom. And for the sake of walking in the plans and purposes of God. If we look now at the life of Paul. We're just going through some of the life of those that we see in the scriptures. Who have denied themselves. And the fruit of denial of self. 
We look at Paul who declares that if he could boast in the flesh, listen, he has a lot to boast about. Pharisee of Pharisees, he was reputable, he was astute in the law. This man is the man, the real big man. But he says, I count it all as dung. It is nothing. It is foolishness compared, compared to the cross of Jesus Christ, compared to salvation, compared to newness of life, compared to the born again experience. I would give it up all over again because what I have in God is so much greater than what the world has to offer, than what any Pharisee could offer than what any friend could offer. Amen. He saw what God was offering, the treasure in the Holy Ghost, as precious. And so all that he gave up, it was nothing. It was not a stress. It was not a hard thing because he now is experiencing life in the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Spirit gave him the courage it generated that courage that he needed to let go. And he also had the desire to let go. He did not fight against it. Amen. And so God is saying the same thing to us. What is that thing that you know is a hindrance in your life? Is a hindrance in your walk. It is preventing you from seeing the manifestation of Christ in you. Or not only that, but it's causing you to be stuck. You cannot move. You cannot move. That is the thing now that you need to let go of. And it's when you let go of it that you are going to start walking in the power of Christ. You're going to start walking in the life of Christ. And you're going to see him using you for his glory. But the heart has got to be at the place where it's willing to let go and say, okay, God, for you, I live. For you, I die. I would rather have Christ living in me. I would rather discern Christ living in my flesh than to hold on to a soulish tie or to hold on to some relationship, to hold on to a connection that means me no good. And as I said, it may not even be a sin, but God is saying right now that boyfriend is not for you. Right now that girlfriend is not for you. You need to seek out my heart for you. You need to fall in love with me before you fall in love with a man or a woman. You need to fall in love with me. And when you fall in love with me, you'll begin to see the bigger picture. You will begin to understand even some of the instructions that I'm giving to you. But if your heart is not at the place where you want to obey me, where you even desire me, it's always going to be a struggle. And it's going to be, oh, Lord, God is asking me to do this. And I really don't want to. But, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, oh, gosh. But your life is now going to be an expression of love. When God says X, Y, Z is going to be okay. I'm going to do this because I love the Lord and I want to do it. I have no other desire but to do it. You know, it's almost like serving God. There are times when, well, I know when I just got saved out, there was this fear of hell. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. And that's a real fear that many people have. Fear of hell. And you need to be afraid of hell. <laughs> don't want to go there. But inside of obeying God, 
inside of walking in freedom, inside of doing the will of God. Let it not be because, oh, I don't want to go to hell, so let me obey God. I don't want to burn in hellfire, so let me obey God. But I pray that it will come from a place of, I love God. I love the Lord. I love my Father. How can I do this thing and sin against my God? It's coming from a place of love and not from a place of, oh, Lord, if I do this, God is going to hit me upside the head and he's going to just, you know, kick me out of the kingdom. No, but it's, I'm going to do this because I love the Lord and I would rather serve him than to serve this idol. And that's what that thing becomes when you refuse to let it go. It becomes an idol and you become an idolatrous generation that God cannot use because you cannot be trusted to want him and only him. But I know and pray and hope that your desire is that God will be able to trust you. He will be able to trust you with his life and with his influence. Amen. The Holy Ghost is the power to let go. He always does those things that please the Father. And if you are in agreement with him, there is no difference. That same, that one spirit, that one desire that the Holy Ghost has, that one desire that Christ has in you is the same desire that you will have because you're not separated from him. But he will not overpower you. He is going to allow you to make the decision to love the Lord with your whole heart. And that love is seen in your obedience to his commandments. What is it that would cause you to still hold on when God says, let go? It could be something that you want, something that you desire. You are benefiting from this thing or this relationship or this mindset. There is some pleasure in it. You have some pleasure in it. But in the scripture, the Lord tells us what the solution is. You have to be willing to deny yourself. Look at the benefit that you're getting out of sin. Look at the pleasure that you're getting out of sin. You know, the Bible says the, the condemnation is this, that light has come, but men prefer darkness. It's not a case that you're not hearing God, but when you hear him, you refuse to obey. When you hear him, you are looking at the pleasure, the pleasure that you're going to lose out on. Let me say that again. It's not that you're not hearing God. You are hearing him very clearly, especially if you have the Holy Ghost. You have that unction on the inside. The Holy Ghost is always talking. He only speaks of those things pertaining to the Father. He never testifies of himself. He testifies of the life of Christ. And so he's always speaking. He's always talking. He, the Bible says that this comforter will lead and guide us into all truth. So if he's in you, he's leading and guiding you into all truth. So it's not that you're not hearing him. It's not that you're not being led. But as he leads you, as he speaks, you are comparing what he's saying to the pleasure that you're getting out of sin. 
And you're saying, no, this is too sweet. This is too nice. I cannot let go of this and do the will of God because the will of God, I don't see any pleasure in it. I'm not excited about the things of God. And so you continue to walk in the pleasures of sin. The solution, love God. The solution, deny yourself. You have to get back because if you are saved, if you are saved, you were at that place before where you wanted God more than everything, where the pleasures of this world were nothing to you. It was nothing to you. It could not be compared to the pleasure in the Holy Ghost because the Bible promises us, the Father promises us pleasures forevermore inside of him. But when the heart gets carnal, the pleasures of God don't seem pleasurable anymore. The pleasures of the world seems more enticing when your heart and your mind gets carnal. You would prefer to watch the movie with the curse words in it. And you are so angry that somebody is in your life that is always pointing you to righteousness. You're so angry that you have to always watch clean movies. You're so angry that you cannot run certain jokes. Certain things that you would like to talk about, like certain, certain situations that you'd like to be in, you find it to be a constraint. You find it to be restricting you from doing the things that you really want to do. You have become an idolatrous generation. God cannot trust you with his will. He cannot trust you because you really, really, really would like to do some things to live out some lusts in your heart. But the Holy Ghost in you is a restrainer. He's restraining you. And you don't like it. And so when he comes and he says, these are the things that prevent you from having fellowship with God. These are the things that cause you to fail to manifest the life of Christ. You get, you get angry and you refuse to let them go. You become dishonorable. You become dishonorable. And the very thing that the father had destined to do inside of you, which is destroy the works of the flesh, you refuse to allow him to do that. You resurrect the flesh. You resurrect the, the desires. You resurrect the lusts because that's what you really want to do. And the Holy Ghost it keeps restraining you and you don't like it. You have become an idolatrous generation. And the Holy Ghost says, you have the power to let go. You have the power to be holy. You have the power to walk in freedom. You have the power to love. This relationship that is not glorifying me, you have the power to walk away. But the truth is, there is some pleasure in it. You really, really like it. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Is it worth your soul? Is it worth you going to hell? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Can you make the decision again to deny self? Take up your cross daily and follow God. Follow him in his character. Follow him in his life. Follow him in his will.
Amen. Join us again next time as you consider these things, as you return to your first love, return to loving God, return to Christ and agree with his will, agree with his word and say, Father, this is not worth my soul. It's not worth my soul. I'd rather fall in love with you all over again than to remain an idolater. I'm Nicolette Swaby. We'll meet again next time. Bye for now.